It's Gwen. It's Chris. It's Chris and Gwen. I was deciding mentally, am I going to go big at the beginning or am I going to go small? And I went yeah, for middle. Well, yeah, you don't want to like start too aggressive because then we got nowhere to go. Well, yeah, that's what I thought as I began. I began with like, it's Gwen. And then I was like, no, that's too much. <laughs> that's... And you really, you really walked it back. Yeah. After that. It was yeah. a walk back and that's fine. You know, we were, we don't know what this podcast is going to be about because we can't figure out what this podcast should be about because we're <laughs> bored with the news this week, which is crazy, right? Because Switch launch, it, uh, the Nintendo's launching a new console. We should be talking all about that, right? We should, but like it, it, it feels like a reach to have a strong opinion on it. At least for me, maybe, maybe I'm too, maybe I'm too far out of the game, Gwen. Like I'm not even interested. I saw it, and so basically, if, if you do know, if you're listening to this, you do know. But if you don't, Nintendo have announced a version of the Switch where the Joy-Cons are attached, they don't come off, and it doesn't dock with a TV anymore. So it's essentially like, it looks like a big Vita. Like, you know, it's just a handheld machine, and it's going to be a bit cheaper, and that's what you get. And that's about as far as my opinion on it goes. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, sounds good. No reason for me to get one. Cool. Yeah. I mean, do you do you have a you have a switch, right? I do, and I rarely. I'm one of the very few people who rarely uses it in portable mode. I always play it on the TV. Weird. Why? Because I, I don't know why. Like I I have I have actually denied myself playing Breath of the Wild in any portable manner because it feels wrong. Like I sit there playing it, and I'm just like. Mm. Nah, nah, this is better with my pro controller. This is better on a TV. I'm gonna, this is the best way to do it. Got it. Yeah, it might depend on the game. So for me, I never ever use my Switch, but if I do, it's because I'm on a plane and I love it for the plane, right? Because it's this big screen and I feel like I can play a real game while I'm on a plane. And for me, that's that's the draw of the Switch. It's the, I can play a game that's real, that's not like some shitty mobile game or something. Not that. Not all mobile games are shitty. A lot of mobile games are very good. But the average mobile game is, you know... Yeah, I'm, like, I'm with you. You're not going to sit and play it. Unless got, it's Game Dev Story, I'm not going to play it for like an hour. Yeah, like... And and that's... I think things like Baba is You and the Switch and a plane, fucking perfect, right? Like, mm. that's that's great for me. But for me, like, if I'm going to sit down and play like a big open world game... I, I mean, I think Legend of Zelda looks good, but I think, like, these games are going to look better on PC and 4K or oh, they're yeah. going to look better on a more powerful machine in general like I just don't see the use of the Switch being docked like I don't hmm. other than if there is a Nintendo exclusive game like Legend of Zelda yeah. then I guess I can see it yeah I don't know I guess it's maybe the way it feels or something or I was thinking about it because I was like you know what like when I played on my Vita the few games I paid, played on the Vita which were the reason I bought it was to play Tear Away, and the other mm-hmm. game I played that I fucking loved was uh, Gravity Rush. Both of them came out on the PS4 eventually, but what they both did is they both used everything that that console had on it, and it had a lot of things that made it feel like I should only be playing it on this thing. But maybe if I had the option of just using that as a controller mm-hmm. and then plugging it into the telly, I would have done that. I don't know. Man, that's... Like, I have so many opinions about that because I know the first thing you do if you're making some new platform or some new device 
is you try to get developers that will make something only for your device. Mm. What you're asking is you're asking a developer to go all in on just this tech. Yeah. Like, and that's a huge problem if you're a developer. Like, am I going to make something that is only Stadia has this problem? Mm. Stadia, there's probably all kinds of amazing things you can do with Stadia, but if you make it for that, like if, if you lead into that and you make stuff that's just only going to, you know, like it's really just only going to work on Stadia, then you're you can't really release cross platform. No. So like when those when those games came out on PS4, did it feel like a watered down version? So Tearaway didn't because it was Tearaway. I think they called it Tearaway Reloaded, and they did they kind of redesigned it a bit to use the PS4 controller. And it had a touch bar on the PS4 controller and you had the motion in the PS4. And they, they kind of redesigned it to do new things for the PS4 and it was pretty smart. Mm. Gravity Rush, yeah, it did lose a little bit not playing it on the Vita for me because you'd, you'd move the Vita around physically to get different angles and change the direction of gravity and stuff. Which you still did God. with the PS4 controller, but it wasn't, it wasn't the same, oh. man. <laughs> Man, this takes me back. Like, P Sony used to be so into that fucking 4X controller. Oh, yeah, Like, do you they remember that they jammed, like, requirements for that 4X controller into some of Naughty Dog's games? Yep. That was like, so oh. not good in that game. I Again, I missed the whole PS3 thing, but I remember seeing all of that stuff and being like, ooh, yeah, this is why Chris has got an Xbox 360. This looks lame. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. That was the PS3 era. My bad. No, yeah, no, no. But they had it on the Vita as well. When the Vita came out, mm -hmm. they had that Uncharted game that also had touch the screen to make Nathan Drake jump across a distance and that kind of stuff. Well, man, and this is difficult because how do you? So, say you want to come up with some innovative new platform, and you want you want developers to use this innovation. Uh, but as a developer, you're going to sit back because historically the best stuff doesn't seem to come from first party. Mm. Uh, like Microsoft, Sony, maybe Sony owns some studios that could do it, but like Microsoft historically doesn't, oh, how do I put this politely? Like there's a, being small and scrappy and having a lot of ideas and throwing things at the wall until they stick doesn't necessarily fit into the culture of a very large tech company, right? Yeah. So a lot of the more interesting creative stuff will probably come from other companies and you want to incentivize other companies to do that. Um, but if you do that, you get a problem like what the, maybe in the software, what, what VR has, right? Like mm. say you make a game and you make it for VR, but you know most people don't have VR. So now you have to try to find a way to make a watered down version for everybody else. Oh, fuck yeah. And for me, uh, with the example of the Vita, that game has to be so good for me to invest because it took the Vita had been out a while before Tearaway come out, but Tearaway just looked so good that I was like, okay, now I, I am going to pay all this money for the machine just to play this one game because I can't get the experience elsewhere, which VR has currently offered nothing that looks so good yeah. that I want to throw down the thousands of dollars to do it. Yeah, well, that's the other thing is the barrier to entry there is so much higher that's true. for that's, cost. Yeah, I guess the Vita was like, like 200 and something. <laughs> and I was in. And, yeah, and when I think about like what's moved consoles, because uh, you know these consoles, when they, they come up with these features, like we connect, for instance, mm. and they they will sometimes they'll do things like Sony forced their anybody, any studio they owned to like use their, their new controller thing. Yeah. Like you'll get that, right? And... You'll also just get like, what am I doing here? I, I can't, when I think of what actually moves those platforms, it's never 
I can't think of an example off the top of my head where it's been the the sexy new tech that moved it. It was like Halo moved the 360, yes. right? Yeah. And that didn't require anything special, really. Um, it was no, just a good game. No, it was game. a very good game on a very solid console. Yeah, that was it. Like, use the controller. Like, you, it could have been on PS3 and worked. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to... Like, what do you do if you're, if you're Microsoft or Sony and you want, like... You just Do you give up on... Yeah, if you're, if you're Microsoft, you give up on all your fancy peripherals is what, is what you end up doing. Yeah. Well, they're doing xCloud stuff. And I think they're... It's interesting that they're... Maybe Microsoft learned a lesson and they're trying to do things stepwise. Like, you can play a game at home or you can try it in the xCloud. I don't know. We support both. Like, mm. that's... the Game Pass, all their things are like, you can do it the way you do it now. They, they don't... I, I think it's interesting we're seeing a shift with Microsoft where they're like, we're not competing with other people. And if you want to launch on our platform and other platforms, fine. But ours will be the best because we're just kind of a handful of small features that make it better. Um, yeah, they are going... I I, that's interesting. Yeah, I've always thought their, their direction has been very smart in terms of coming in, coming in behind the PS4 and for taking the stance of, okay, let's drill down on getting this cloud technology and the services correct whilst also trying to be as open as possible to be as successful as we can yeah i mean if in the war between sony and microsoft i feel like they've been flip-flopping each one like sony won ps2 mm. xbox crushed the ps3 i think the and i think the ps4 won this generation i would say just so. by sales yeah, yeah like that's the way but it seems to have been i think the next one game the i'm pretty impressed with game pass I'm like same. from a business standpoint i don't know the numbers like i don't know how much money microsoft has spent to make game pass what it is because it seems ludicrous but like the the deal game pass is a it's very great. good deal. it's great i pay like <clears throat> i went i upgraded to that game pass ultimate so it includes my gold and my game pass subscription i was like great i'm paying for both of these things anyway this is for this consumer i save I, Someone figured it out. It was a certain hundred of dollars every year you save by doing this if you were already on both. And I was like, this is great. But the great thing about Game Pass for me lately is I've just been picking games I would never play and just <coughs> giving them a go. I'll stream them in the morning before I go to work. Like I tried Void Bastards and I tried Outer Wilds and all of those two games in particular. And I got something good. I didn't... I don't feel like if I had... I feel I never would have bought them because there were certain things that I didn't necessarily like about either of them. But because they were on Game Pass, I got more than I expected out of both of them. So for me, yeah. it was quite nice. Yeah, we experienced something similar with uh, Games of Gold when we put the Flame of Flood on Games of Gold. I mean, the fear as a developer is if you put your game on these services, nobody will buy your game anymore and mm. you'll lose massive sales. Um, so you kind of like, to, you try to ask yourself how many sales am I going to lose because I did this? Is it, you know, you look at, um, basically you look at the free subscription service. You look at how many users are in it, how many are likely to download your game based on, you know, what you hear. And then you figure out like what percentage of those users do you think would have bought your game if they could, but won't now because they get it for free. Mm. And that usually that's a lot easier because usually you enter something like games of gold or subscription towards the end of your life cycle. Now it's now you have to kind of make a gamble up front, right? Yeah. Because a lot of these games launching in a Game Pass are doing it at launch day. So you're you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I haven't even released my game yet. Um, how much uh how much money is it gonna take for me to just make this available for free in Game Pass? Because that's 
a much larger number of those people are who would have bought your game won't now. Yeah. Right. Like that that end number, that percentage. Uh, like in the past, when we were on Games with Gold, yeah, there were some people in there that already owned the game because they'd already bought it and they weren't really mad because like a year had passed, you know. Yeah. Like it's it's just really changes the equation. And it's a conversation that I think a, a lot of developers are having because, I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but theory is Microsoft's throwing around a lot of money to get these um, these games to launch uh, directly into Game Pass. Oh, I've got to imagine. To, to launch yeah. day one on Game Pass is a... I mean, now I've got Game Pass. It's like, I remember, I remember I bought the Xbox One X when I moved out to America because I'd sold everything and then came out here. So I bought an mm-hmm. Xbox One X and I bought uh, Forza, Forza Horizon Four or Three, whatever one it is, the new one. And then I got home and I had a free thing for Game Pass, set it all up, and I was like, Oh God, I got, I would have got that game for free with this Game Pass <laughs> subscription that I got for free. And, yeah, and I felt stupid. Ever? Oh yeah, it's no, true. But, but like, there's something nice to owning the game, right? Oh, there is. But now I also have Game Pass, so I'm like, <laughs> the disc I've got is now useless. Kind of a nice thing. I installed it off of a disc, and it used to say, when I my Game Pass lapsed, it would be like, put the disc in, or we, or it won't play. Now it doesn't even ask anymore because it just ticks onto the you own it side, and you don't have to put the disc in. Proving the disc does absolutely nothing except tell it that you own it. <laughs> So it's like, all right. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> kind of knew that anyway, and that was the way they wanted to go, but they had to turn that off because everyone got mad, which was a shame. That was the one part of their turnaround that I always thought was a shame. I was like, oh, but there was going to be the thing that you never needed the disc again. Like, that was good. Yeah. Well, people get mad on the internet, and then everything changed. Like, you have to... Uh, gamer outrage on the internet is... Just, I'm waiting for the gamer outrage about the new labs. I don't know why. Oh, I don't know why. Steam labs? <laughs> gamers are going to get mad about that. Yeah, like Steam labs, the, the new thing Steam just did. I don't know yeah. why gamers are going to mad, but it's coming. <laughs> like, a major company made an announcement that they're trying to do a business thing. Here we go. What? It, where is it? I, I'm not in the right subreddits, but I'm sure it's like a storm's brewing somewhere. God. Like, I don't even know how yet. I am like forever pleased that I've never used or bothered to understand Reddit. Oh, I love Reddit. I know. And it's the same way because Twitter is like a disease for me. Like, I wish I could get rid of it, but I can't. And it makes me sad. And I'm just like, oh, but it, but, yeah, but yet there it is. Oh, dude, Reddit is so much better than Twitter because yeah? you just check Reddit like it's an opt in. It's not with Twitter. It's like, oh, I missed something if you didn't see it. because yeah. You missed the chance to respond. Whereas Reddit's like an ongoing thing. It's just a. it's like a it's a message board where you upvote and downvote things mm. like that to me with a bleed rate like that to me is. It's like an evolution of like a a message board. I don't know. I'm into Reddit. Yeah. I like it. Make the website look format. nicer as well. That that's my next. That would be my only other thing. But you mentioned Steam Labs. Uh, that. <laughs> Sorry, I brought that up without even introducing it because like everybody knows this, right? Steam Labs is happening. <laughs> I mean, I do because I kind of looked before we started recording. But I remember seeing it going around on Twitter and being like, "Huh." And then I've just been busy all week, so I never got to look at it the the gist of it seemed to be that it would like it will recommend games to people based on what they already have but i guess with ai now or something because i saw that and thought doesn't it how does it not do that already and then it was like it will make a mini trailer for any game oh that already existed well yeah and i was like but it also said based on existing trailers and i was like well then the trailer already exists i don't understand 
Maybe I've read this uh, wrong, but I read it and just thought, I, how is this useful? And then there was another one and I've forgotten now, but I remember reading that just now and being like, none of this is useful. Why do... Well, I mean, I like... On- the thing is I, I'm friends with a guy that made micro trailers and it was great as a Twitter thing specifically. Like it was a bot you'd follow on Twitter. Yeah. They would just, as you're scrolling through your day, you could keep up with like, as you're scrolling through, here's a six second clip of what... Because in six seconds, it's like, what's... We automatically figured out what the scheme is about because there's so many games on Steam. Yeah. It was fun. And every now and then you'd see one where you're like, whoa, what is that? And you'd click it and then you'd watch the That's full great. trailer. So it's like a preview of what the trailer is and kind it, of thing. Oh, right? and it makes it out of trailers. Okay. Because the one at first I read it and I thought, oh, does it somehow pull from your game and but on its own? I was like, how does it do that? That's amazing. And then it was like from existing trailers. I was like, oh, well. No, yeah. I'll just watch the trailer. I don't know. Like <laughs> it's already there. Could just yeah. Be that's there. um the guy that, that's a Boston local that came up with that, and mm. he made that on Twitter, and it's been really cool, and a lot of people follow it. And now, like Valve, kind of like I don't know. I have to talk to him. I don't know what Ichiro's did. Maybe he just sold it to Valve or something. I don't know. Um, he is open. I think he like works nights for valve or something now i don't really know there's a night valve that's pretty good yeah, i don't know i think employment in valve in general is like a they're just an interesting company with how they set things up with a very flat structure and stuff hmm. yeah. i honestly don't know much about it as soon as i was like even this stuff announced and i didn't even skim it to be honest because i was just like i'm on the epic game store fuck it <laughs> this won't matter to me at all i don't i don't have to like i have so much going on right now having one business thing that i'm like oh i don't need to care about this yeah it's just such an incredible relief it's just like oh i don't have to give a fuck about wish lists and like <laughs> these there because i know right i'm like when you're indie and you're close to launch you're scared and mm. i know there's nothing like now i wouldn't be freaked out but there's certain moments where you're you you will you're hungry for anything that will give you any kind of like crystal ball how is this going to go what can i do to move the needle what are people going to get mad about yeah. how success like you don't want to be you just want some kind of forecast and so things like wish list numbers follower counts you know you you try to divine how things are going to turn out or if what you're doing is a good idea or if you should invest in marketing. You try to divine all that off of very small amounts of information. And so anytime you get something like this, like, you know, people, I mean, I'm sure devs are like behind closed doors, wringing their hands and gnashing their teeth about like, is this good or bad? Or is this going to hurt us? How do we, how do we optimize our game to show up on these various new discovery systems? Mm. Am I doing that right? Because so much of, so much of your problem is discoverability, right? Yeah, um, that's always, I mean, I remember when we first started this podcast, that was a big deal when Steam was the only thing and how do you ever get found? Yeah. Yeah, the vortex of sadness. Ah, the <laughs> vortex of sadness. It's been a, it's it's been been a while a, since I, I, I put that down to Steam Scraper, Steam Spy, whatever that thing was called. That's shutting yeah. down. That seems to have stopped uh, uh, at least one circle of sadness that we would get with no. well, I a mean, recurring turnover. I used to be, yeah, it's weird. I want to never go back and listen to those old episodes, but I was pretty bummed out. Yeah. I think it was just like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was... Things were pretty doomed back then. It, it just it was, looked like there was never yeah. going to be any money ever. Yeah. And <laughs> everything, was, everything was failure. And now I'm like, kind of, kind of set up so that no matter what, I mean, I, I can't spell anything now. It'll all come out. But no matter what, this will then like 
at minimum an okay financial decision yeah and, at you launch, know, you, it, which is good you're making a good video game so well and i'm proud of what i make yeah i'm making yeah kind of i want i wish kind the next the next of. one uh, uh, that'll be <laughs> that'll up. be for a review that Enough. you get like six out of ten <laughs> oh go die it's kind of good oh, uh, I'm, sa- I'm saving you time i could write these <laughs> i'll write all the bad reviews and then i've already got you that could, covered and then <laughs> you, you could save your time and just not let's just not with that just you know because i could if if a friend writes it like that <laughs> that could be better like, i have friends like that who needs enemies right so you're good to go <laughs> Uh, oh, anyway, um, yeah, no, that's good, and I, I don't get it with the Steam Labs. I'm, I'm still not fully. It, it sounded, it, it sounded like the, it sounded like an announcement that again to me felt like a non-event. But probably on this one, someone smarter could explain to me why. Well, it's I mean, good. The here's the thing: the biggest problem for, the biggest problems for dev- developers are discoverability. Mm. My question, and what I'm waiting to see is because everybody I follow is a developer. I'm waiting to see if gamers give a fuck about finding weird new games. It takes... Now, I will say, from coming from a certain niche, I do know that a lot of the ones that would watch me, like when I would do stuff for Devolver, we would... That would be one of the streams. would be finding weird new shit. And I would get quite a bunch of people watching it and trying to find new shit with me. So a niche within a niche, there are people there for that. So there are, I'm just, I'm, I don't, I'm hopeful that there's a lot of people like that, Mm. but I don't know for sure that there is like, if, if this means steam gets some of that lucrative itch money, like, are we, (laughs) that's where I'd find them to be fair as well. I don't, I troll itch. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, that's not like, that's really not a lot of money or not a lot. I mean, it's, I'm sorry. I don't want to shit on itch. It's, I think itch is amazing. Oh, it and is. It's a great thing, but I'm curious to see if this really moves the needle for indie devs mm. or if it just means like the sales they would have gotten on itch, they get on steam. Now I'm, I'm curious to see if the vast majority of the audience on steam really wants to find new games or if the vast majority of the audience on steam really just kind of wants to play the latest Madden mm. and the latest shooter of in their specific genre and maybe sometimes gets a game in between, but they're looking for like at like a high production value experience. I'm not, I, I just don't know how many indie gamers there are. And I, I don't know, like I was shocked that Baba is you did that well, to be fair. Like, I feel like that pierced into the mainstream in a way that I did not expect no. because I th- assumed I was in a bubble. I, and I, I hope- would agree. I mean, yeah, it's a, uh, I heard a lot about that game. I've played that game. It's a, uh, it seemed to do very well, like you say, with the amount of people talking about it. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like that pierced the zeitgeist. And I beforehand, I never would have speculated that. Like, mm. I would have been, I love this. I'm really looking forward to it because I'm an indie dev and I'm in a little bubble. And I kind of, I've kind of rep, like, I still kind of assume that. And I'm hoping that I'm wrong. Yeah. You know? But I'm curious. I, I think that there's a, I don't know. I'm curious to see where this goes. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. I'm going to watch it, Loki. <laughs> Keep your eyes on it, just in the background. Gwen for H, at the back this... of the room. Like, what's up? Oh, what's up, Steam Labs? Let's we'll see how this goes. Yeah. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting to see how much, specifically to me, the most interesting thing is how much do gamers care about finding new games? 
Yes. Like, is that actually a, a thing that they want? True. Or is that, or is most of the bitching about the lack of discoverability actually on the developer side? Um, I'm curious to see. Hmm. Well, time will tell, Gwen. Time will tell. Mm. Yes, it will. Well, uh, unless you have anything we could talk about to do with Kine very quickly, we could wrap it there. Uh, you don't have to. Uh, it doesn't sound like the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, it's hard to... I mean, we could talk about Kine. I mean, I don't even know what to say because every day is a blur. Like, I wake... I, it's like... I, I've described it as days just happen at me now. Mm. Like, I wake up and, like, somebody needs something. <laughs> And before I've finished doing that thing, somebody else needs a thing. And then there's more things and I'm just doing things. And then eventually I sleep and I can't even tell you what they are because they're all so small and stupid, right? Like I need, like I'm, I'm launching on multiple consoles. I need footage from one of the consoles specifically. Mm. In order to do that, I need a device that can capture footage. So I had to spend an hour trying to find a device that'll cap, because I've never done this, like captured footage of a console. Like I'm not a streamer. I don't have the device necessary to do this. Oh, you don't even have so, a capture card. No, you don't, do you? No. Oh. Yeah, you know what I needed. Yeah, I bought a capture card. What one did you get um, out of interest? Oh, it's PowerDirector 15. PowerDirector 15? God damn. Yeah. Did you know about it? No. <laughs> it records in... It can record in 4K, which I don't know if I need or not. I don't. It, I don't even. Yeah, it helps to have a 4K. I put the information. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, it's just there's no one thing, right? Yeah. Like, and then there's the reality of working around other people's schedules. Like, I've got a. I'm really, really glad I hired Keith to make the trailer, for instance, because I know I could have made it myself, and I totally, really, 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 really wanted to. Yeah. But. And I couldn't say for certain that I won't have the time, but now I know for certain that I would not have had the time. That's and good. I can't even tell you why. Like, it's just reached a point where there's just a pile of menial bullshit. And mm. and some of this will come out. Like I'm a lot of it's preparing for packs. Um Yes. Figuring out like I, I've got a I mean, I would like to figure out a way to sell the game. I don't think I'm spoiling anything at PAX, but the game will not be out at PAX. Mm. And so I got to talk to Epic about that. Like, is that possible? I, I actually, I, I had a meeting to schedule multiple meetings. Um, that's about where <laughs> my meeting, life is. For me, the meeting to schedule meetings. Yeah, the meeting to figure out which departments I need to talk to. Oh, shit. Because I don't even know. And, and it's really, really fun being on Epic's storefront because it's new yeah um but it's also like there's no documentation and we're all kind of like they're making the storefront and i'm making the game and and we're reaching a point now where it's like okay now uh usually if i have trouble say i want to say i want to put something on like uh, an existing platform like the like the xbox one right mm -hmm. like there's loads of documentation it's been done before i haven't personally done it it's still a massive pain in the ass going through the back end and reading the documentation and filling out the forms, but at least I could do it myself. Yeah. Whereas this is something like it's all changing hmm. and being developed in real time. And the, and that's a good thing. I think the, I mean, it's no secret. The Epic game stores needed, um, needs certain updates and things. Yeah. Like you can look at their roadmap online. They've yeah, got, a, they got they're a whole very thing. open about it. Yeah, cross save. So. That's one thing I'd like. 
And I know it's on their roadmap, so it's like, oh, okay, it's going to be there. What, is, uh, what are you looking for? Just cross-save, like, because uh, I was playing... Uh, uh, I've, oh, God, why is its name completely escaped me? The Supergiant game um, that's exclusive to the Epic Store and is in beta or oh, the, uh, access, early access. Hades. I'm playing Hades at the moment. <laughs> And I was playing it on my main PC, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to stream this. So I loaded up my laptop that I stream PC games from, log in, and it does not have a feature that moved my save like Steam does. And I was like, ah, shit. Because <laughs> I'd already played yeah. like three hours of it, and I didn't want to just start again on another machine. But it'll get there with that. Yeah, I'd have to look at their board or whatever um, for their roadmap and stuff, because I don't know. But, like, well, it's just, you know everybody's they're they're scrambling and they're getting that store made and uh i'm launching a game some, while they're making the store so it's mm. kind of like you know building the car while it's running or yeah. whatever um and that's that is actually fun i'm not even complaining obviously i'm so fucking excited to be working with epic so i'm not gonna ever complain about that um but there's just like a certain amount of and they're they're not the biggest drain on my time i think the biggest drain on my time is actually thinking about and planning for packs yeah, I would imagine right now that's kind of filling. Yeah, and I, I could I emailed several marketing PR companies and I couldn't get anyone. And I started talking to people and I'm like, maybe I just won't. Like, uh, thinking about what a PR marketing company can get you, especially if you're launching in Q4 of this year. I was looking at what they would do versus just like what I would do if I was on my own. Mm. And the answer is I'm not really sure I could get much. Um and the ones, the ones that could do a lot, like Evolve, are fully booked up. So yeah. the, several of the ones I, I reached out to are just fully booked up because, I don't know, I guess Q4 this year is a little busier than I expected, hmm. which does actually concern me a little. I'm like, what do I not know yet that we're going to find out at Gamescom? <laughs> well, uh, time will tell. Time will tell. But yeah, it's just that wiggling around. Like, I know when my launch date is, now I'm just trying to... I, it's like I got it down to like a two week window and now I'm just trying to f you shouldn't obsess about this stuff as much as I do but I do uh, and now I was just trying to figure out like am I about to overlap with a fucking sale <laughs> and making sure that doesn't happen just I just want a good launch Chris yeah well you know we all do want a good launch for kind Gwen and uh, in time hopefully you will get there yeah but that's that's my week so I'm really glad I, I hired some Keith to do the trailer That's that was smart i knew yeah. i should do it and i'm glad i did it and i think he will crush it i trust him yeah so though i won't lie i did also capture all the footage for him told him i would recapture anything he needed <laughs> and also sent him a <laughs> sent him a rough draft where i personally mix the music so really <laughs> you've done you've done I mean, again I'm, you've done the sketch you've done the storyboard yeah. you've left the artistic <laughs> flair to to him so Keith is like, oh, Keith even was like, why aren't you just doing this? It's like, I can't. Yeah, look, trust me. It'll get way more complicated from here. Because if I did it, it would take several more days I don't have. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm learning delegation. It's, Good. it's, it's very difficult. This is it's a difficult. I, I, uh, it's it can be. I'm learning yeah. it because I have no choice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, Gwen, shall we uh, wrap this episode wrap up, up? Yeah, it was great chatting with you, Chris Light. Good talking to you too, Gwen. This has been Gwen Frey and Chris Light, and you've been in the Dialogue Box.